0: They're all saving one, or most of them. Most of the Hampshire fielders are saving one. Somerset need one run. It's Edwards to Hildreth. He's there and bowls Hildreth. And he gets the run away through the onside. And Somerset have won. They've won the Royal London One Day Cup.
1: Hello there, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. This is the Somerset Cricket Podcast. My name's Ian Shepherd. Joining me this evening, I've got digital guru from Somerset CCC, Ben Warren. Uh, The voice of cricket on BBC Radio Somerset, Anthony Gibson, will be joining us a little bit uh, later on. He's having trouble connecting to the Wi-Fi in the Premier Inn in Chelmsford. And uh, somebody we've been uh, trying to get on for a long time, and finally the stars have aligned, every pun intended, is a presenter of BBC's Sky at Night, a professor of astrophysics at Oxford University, but more importantly... Lifelong Somerset CC fan Chris Lintock. Chris, how are you doing? I'm
2: I'm all right, thank you. Um, I was hoping Steve Tanker could be on. I'm just back from his neck of the woods. I've been at the Blue Dot Festival up at Jodrell Bank, so uh, a little bleary eyed, but uh, otherwise okay.
1: Yeah, Steve's. I think Steve's. uh, Steve was supposed to be coming on tonight. He's had three weeks in in Florida at Disney, but he's. uh, um yeah i think he's uh, his wife's taking him out for a birthday meal today anthony's just joined us looking like he's on the set of blade runner So <laughs> 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 you've got some very kind of neon light in there Givo. Uh, safe trip to chelmsford hey eh? yeah it's fine yeah. fine
0: absolutely fine
1: oh great yeah. stuff fantastic so um ultimately then uh, a game ruined by the weather if you've uh, been under a rock for the last week. Somerset uh, played Yorkshire in the County Championship this week. Uh, looked very set and odds-on for a win on Friday, but unfortunately the covers were pushed on with about two minutes to go to the start time, uh, and they were really uh, never came off until a, was it sort of midway through Friday afternoon, by which time a result was pretty much impossible. Uh, Chris, you were there for Monday, then witnessed uh, well the, that game being set up with a magnificent hundred from Tom Abel.
2: Yeah, it was a a brilliant inning. It's really nice to see Tom um, play well. He played very steadily to begin with and then um, sort of got to 40 without anyone paying much attention and then accelerated from there. There was a a point where George Bartlett, who also batted pretty well, was on 30 and and Abel was on 40. I was talking to the people I was with and saying, I think Bartlett might get to 50 before Abel does and Abel was off to 70-odd before Bartlett scored another run. So... Uh, he looked really, really set, especially in the, in the middle of that innings. Um, we did manage to have an extended rain break even on the hottest day ever forecast, <laughs> which I thought was very Somerset. But it was nicely timed for lunch. So we had an extended lunch break, but it didn't interfere too much. Um, we then seemed to get a bit stuck, I thought, um, later in the day. Um, Don Best bowled very well without ever looking threatening, I reckon. He kept uh, the run rate well down. And we sort of... The, the game sort of day one meandered into not very much, really. I think it, in an ideal world, we could have pressed on a bit there. Um, though, you know, the second second day, which Gibbo, I think, said was um, not the most scintillating day's cricket, um, saw us to a good total in the end anyway. Yeah,
1: I agree. I think they just didn't want to get out to Bessie on that first evening, did they? But yeah, they could have taken the initiative a little bit. He took a couple of wickets, didn't he? Picked up Goldsworthy and Rue I think ruse in particular, was seemed to spit out of the uh, the rough outside the off stump. So maybe there was a little bit there. It's always difficult to tell when you're not in the middle and, and you you know yeah. You're and, and
2: to be fair, we'd be we'd be complaining about them not playing sensibly if they had got out. So you you're know, suggesting the that Mantra- Somerset
1: fans are hard to please, Chris?
2: I'm just saying that we Mantra- pick holes in Mantra- everything. <laughs> be, for goodness' <laughs> yeah. sake, stay at the crease, and and they did that. <laughs> I, we, I skipped over and, and should have mentioned um, the openers. Lummonby was out pretty cheaply, but. Renshaw scored 40-odd, I think. I, I don't, I'd be interested in what others thought of it, particularly on the stream. From in the ground, um, it looked like a very odd innings. He didn't seem to be timing it at all, but he, he kept managing to hit boundaries. Um, I don't know if that's what it looked like for those with a slightly better view or a digital view, but um, I thought that was a pretty lucky 40.
3: Yeah, what did you make of it all, Ben? Yeah, I, I think it was it was an odd. I think it was a really sort of odd innings in a way. I think at the close of day one, I think Somerset were in a, in a goodish position, but probably should have been in a better one. About two sixty for five, was it? Four yeah, or five? yeah, that's about right. And and I think I think it was a great toss to win, and I think it was um, a pretty average Yorkshire attack. I don't think I'd be too harsh to to say so. Uh, yeah, whilst it was a pretty attritional day, and and I think that rain did did cause a cause a bit of a momentum um, shift in terms of the tempo that Somerset were were going at. But yeah, I think Tom Tom batted beautifully, didn't he? I think it, you know it was um, it was obviously his first hundred at, at the at the Cooper Associates County Ground for a while, so um, in front of the in front of the crowd for even longer. So uh, yeah, it was it was great to see. Um, but then, yeah, on day two, I, I felt that, that that Lewis Gregory played really nicely and, and and got us back up to to a score, and um, probably it went under the radar a bit. But but Casey Aldridge's 40 odd was uh, was really important. Um, so uh, yeah, a, a strange sort of innings, but um, I think winning the toss was it was a really crucial element to um, to what had the rain not not intervened, would have been hopefully been a Somerset win. And we saw Jack Leach bring in
1: Bazball down to taunton Gibber with a rever- reverse sweep six that nearly <laughs> took you and, you and Jonathan Deutsch's uh, his heads off.
0: Well, it was a reverse pull rather than a reverse sweep. It was a Leach special, that, that one. Um, but um, I mean, just going back to Renshaw, I think he was thinking back to that innings he played against Yorkshire in 2018 where he got off the mark with a six and reached 50 with a six and reached 100 with a six. And he was batting in a similar sort of mould you know, against the county of his birth, of course. And I, I, I don't know, really, but I can never quite figure out Matt Renshaw. You know how seriously he really <laughs> takes it all. He, <laughs> he, he enjoys life. He lo- he loves a chat. He came and volunteered to do the PA on the on the on the uh, yeah.
1: Tuesday morning.
0: He was on the live stream
1: uh, for a good while. Pretty sure, pretty sure, I saw him serving behind the bar in Stragglers for a bit as well, and uh, doing a bit of stewarding. <laughs> he was all over the shop that day, was not he? Yeah, he's a great he's a great character, but but um, as I
0: say, I I'm not sure quite how seriously he takes his is is batting at the top of the order. I hope he's in good nick for the game against Essex coming up. That's all. He needs to concentrate hard,
2: and and not give it away.
1: Yeah, that one of course. Yeah. Uh... A... Sorry, Chris, you go on.
2: Well, I was just going to say it's amazing how much looking down the order, those forties like Renshaw, Bartlett, Aldrich. You... It doesn't seem like much in a score of 430 odds, but if you take one of those out, then the the innings would have collapsed pretty quickly. If we'd lost Renshaw quickly on the first morning, Abel in uh, with, what, Bartlett next to him in a pretty inexperienced uh, at, at being in early. Um, you know, Gregory, if Aldridge doesn't get his 40, then Gregory's left stranded if Bartlett doesn't get his 40, then Abel has to start hitting out pretty quickly. And so th- those sort of secondary contributions, but it just felt like an innings that was built out of bits rather than sometimes when, you know, your star player gets a big hundred, you think, okay, well, that that was most of, most of it. But it was a team effort this time, I thought.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And as you say, Casey Aldridge um, there is, is really coming along nicely in his uh, development as a bowling all-rounder. Um, I watched him bowl at Harry Brook on, on oh, what day was that? That was Wednesday, and he was keeping the most informed player in the country pretty quiet for his first four or five overs. Um,
3: yeah, it's great. Change to... action a bit, hasn't he? I think. I think if you if you watch footage of Casey, maybe wind the clock back a year or two, he certainly seems less front on, and and it's much more rhythmical approach to the to the crease, which I think is giving him a lot more accuracy and. He seems to be. He seems to be a little bit of a different bowler to what he what he was when he first sort of burst onto the the sort of second eleven circuit. And he used to be sort of a much more sort of front on, sort of trying to hit the pitch hard. And um, I think he's adapted really nicely. But I think those that work that he's put in is you know we saw it against Surrey at, at, at home a couple of weeks ago. But um, he just looked. He looked the county cricketer. Um, yeah. And, and, and that's a, you know, and I think he's, you know, he's catching as well. It's a great catch. I think it was to get rid of Brooke, wasn't
1: it? It was, to, yeah, diving at mid wicket uh, off, off of Brooks, yeah.
3: Um, and I think that's what, what I think you're going to get with Casey Aldridge. I think you are going to get a three dimensional cricketer there. You know, he can bat, that's for certain. He can bar, he can field um, in the sort of the Overton mould. Don't want to make comparisons, but yeah, I think he is going to be that type of player that's always wanted to be in the game. Yep. Yeah,
1: I think we are. We keeping him in the side for the rest of the year, then. If 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 we're in charge, I I, I think I probably am. He's in my side for Essex. Yeah, mine too. We well, can't drop the lad, can yeah. you? He's he's done absolutely well, nothing right. His stat
2: is amazing. Like his bowling, i was just looking at the scorecard. But sixteen point two overs. This is uh, first leagues, obviously, but sixteen point two overs, seven maidens, twenty three runs for three wickets, which is yeah. pretty good on any county championship scorecard, right? He's, yeah. re- he's really
0: improved, actually, since the start of the season. I mean, he he bowled reasonably well down the Aege- down at the Aegeus Bowl, but he's a much much better bowler now. I was really really impressed with the way he bowled.
1: Yeah, of course. He built uh, building on the uh, performance he uh, had against uh, Surrey a few weeks ago. Before uh, yep, is that exactly. one in the middle of the blast or before the blast? I can't remember. But uh, uh, good, the- yeah, good, good game for George Bartlett as well. Um, Eighty-eight not out in the uh, in the second innings, playing really well, trying to set up that uh, that chase for Yorkshire. Forty odd in in the first as well. Seems like quite a few times you said this, but do we think he's he's kind of turn that corner now? We're going to start seeing a more consistent George Bartler, or do you think he's got some technical demons that could uh, could start coming back to haunt him? Because what he doesn't look to kind of put into practice what he said he was trying to do at the Members' Day in the indoor school over the winter. He still looks to be very mobile at the crease. he, he he's looking for that trigger move, but that trigger movement just seems to be. Three or four different uh, different sizes every uh, every over. So yeah,
0: yeah. Trigger movement is t- taking two paces down the pitch to a fastball sometimes,
1: <laughs> which is not necessarily the the wrong thing to do. But you just got to oh, no, you got to make your moments, it, haven't you? Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: But I th- I thought he was um, I said this on commentary. I thought he was he was he was stiller. He was he, there was less movement when he actually played the shot. He he was he was standing still, and I think that accounted for uh, the improvement. He looked much more secure and confident um, once he got into both both innings. He was he was a bit nervy at, at the start, but once once he got into it, he looked he did look the part, and you could see why they preferred him to uh, to Banton.
2: Yeah, yeah. Do, do you think nerves got him in the first innings as well? He was out with he was out caught on the boundary, wasn't he? Uh in, in the first. It felt like he was trying to get over. He'd been scratching away for a while. I think he, he was just, just trying to get to 50, I think. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think I yeah, he, he, he paced his innings well in the second. innings. I think he, it was a good tempo. He, he didn't go sort of reckless. Um, in you know, cause I think probably the two openers were given, um, it was interesting what Jason said to us after the close of day three, that the, the intention wasn't to go out and try and score quickly but they were just presented opportunities to do so so I think I think it would have been easy for the like once Renshaw and Lamb and Beard gone for it to sort of unravel and sort of the, the lower order and middle order play quite positively and recklessly but he didn't he played he played it really nice and then when actually the opportunity came to accelerate he you know he uncomplicated targeted short boundary all the things that you know you'd want want the player to do in that situation, no flashy reverse sweeps, he just played the odds at the right times, and yeah, it was a shame that he didn't get 100, because I think it would have, you know, and we can debate whether something, it didn't look like someone said we going to declare, so he would have been given the opportunity to get that 100 had the rain not appeared, but you know, I think it would have been
2: a big moment for him had he, had he done it. Should we have the argument about the decision that didn't matter in the end, But. We should have declared there no, at the end of day three. Uh, it seemed obvious to me that we wanted the win, that we needed time to do it, assuming it didn't rain. Right? What was the magic? Um, thri- three
1: seventy-three and ninety-six overs. That would have been, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, but they've got Harry Brook you know,
0: and and Adam Live. Yeah, they've got some. They've got some top-class players, and the priority for Somerset was not to lose. So. You know, they were gonna they were gonna bat until they were in a position where losing the game was, was not an option. And um so I did, I d I wasn't at all surprised that that they didn't declare overnight. Um, and I think it was probably the right thing to do and I don't think George you know, I don't think the Bartlett Century had anything to do with it. I think it was just it was just a decision. We don't
2: wanna lose this game. Yorkshire but, are but strong backs. But if we but if we draw all our games to the end of the season we're in deep trouble. We
0: need well, to get some wins somewhere. Not necessarily. How many? We're not that many
2: points. Yeah. Well, I think we need, we need to beat. We need to beat the sides
1: above us, don't we? Gloucester, Warwickshire, yeah. and Kent, Northants, North- as right. well. So those are the games we need. I don't think. I don't draw in this game would have been too much of a disaster, um, but there's so many variables. You know, you you don't know how the pitch is going to behave after a night under the covers. You know you. Sometimes you just want to keep the opposition in the dark and maybe just get them out fielding for a couple of overs and just you know, maybe try and blag 30 off those those couple of overs. So there's there's so many factors that you need to pull together when you're making a decision like this. It's, it's, it's very difficult and none of us were going to be in a better place to make those decisions, unfortunately, than the guys in the dressing room. So I always think it's a bit, uh, sometimes a little bit trite just to try and, uh, you know... Uh, I
3: guess the key those thing. Decisions. I guess the key thing about this game with the draw is that they got batting points. That's that's, that's been the the real struggle for Somerset, isn't it? They kind of even if they, you know, well, they haven't drawn many games in 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 any way, in any case. But it's been the batting points that have, have been really lacking. Um, so that's a positive, I think, is that that they they got points on the board, and even though they drew, they got maximum bowling points. I think they got. Three or four batting points something like that but they got them on the board so yeah. Um, yeah it was a good it was a good sort of haul even if it didn't result in a win yeah oh
1: Gibbo's frozen oh he's back good stuff Gibbon. Um yeah I thought had came back as well his his, his first bow was pretty dire I think he went for about 25 in three overs and then he, he came back really well and I thought that's probably the best he's bowled for Somerset in a championship game for a long time uh, what yeah. are his figures in the end? Yeah, two for thirty-eight or fifteen. So if you take three overs to twenty-three out of there, he's pretty much gone at one and over. Which is yeah, not, he, he, not his,
0: he was bending his back as well. He was, you know, he was bowling genuinely fast, and and that's you know that's what he was signed to do, and it's good good to see him do it. I mean, he, you know, he was putting the wind up the, uh, the Yorkshire batsman, and um, and as as you say, he wasn't as wild as as he can be, even though he was bowling fast. So yeah, I I thought he was. Uh, he bowled very well,
3: and it was a pretty slow pitch as well. It, it, it was, was yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot in it for him. I would say.
0: What I don't understand, mentioning the pitch, is why we prepare pitches like that when we, you know, why don't we prepare pitches that offer our best bowler, with Craig away with England, a chance of taking some wickets? And it's nothing to do with the and ECB and all the rest of it. The suspended points have, have gone. But we've had the same sort of pitches, game after game after game for home games, where it's very hard to get a result. Um, chances are it would have been a, a draw um, against Yorkshire, even without, even without the rain on, on the last day. And I just, I don't understand. I mean, the, the, the word, you know, is though we're trying to produce hard and fast pitches. They're not. You know, they're, they're, they're slow and easy-paced pitches, on which it's very hard for bowlers to take wickets. And we ought to be trying to win our home games. And I just, you know, you look at Essex and what what they're doing. You know, they've got one of the world's best spinners in this side, and they prepare wickets to suit him. Why don't we do the same? I'm going to ask Andy Hurry if he's up here at
3: Chelmsford. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's, he's uh, he drove up he drove up this morning. So
1: you he, you uh, drag uh, him into the headmaster's study, Gibbon.
2: <laughs> <But, laughs> uh, I mean, is it part? Do you think that? I mean, you said earlier that they would. I know that was this game, but they they yeah, you know, we wanted a draw or we would prefer a draw to losing. Do you think it's a sort of safety first policy? Like do you think it's a, the first thing we must do is not lose? Could
3: be. Could be, yeah, it's a good I point, Chris. I think that the the risk the the risks are so high if you if you don't get any batting points and then lose, you get zilch or three points most likely. Mm-hmm. But if you I think and I guess I, I totally agree. Uh, my I guess the one counter argument would be that there were a few few balls in that Somerset second innings that did did. Uh, I think the ball that Best got able with did didn't mm-hmm. sort of spit and spin a bit. Um, well, T.K.C.
0: said it wasn't T.K.C. said it wasn't turning at all, unless unless it hit you know a, a <clears> bit of bowler's <throat> footmarks. That was he said that to Jonathan Deutsch in post match. Oh, that was our you know after he got his 100, so he ought
2: to know what he
1: was talking about. I mean, there It was, was a...
2: not a bad audition, that, was it? For somebody who's coming our <laughs> yeah. way next year. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. It was
0: a,
2: it was <laughs> a
1: strange situation, was it? We had Cole Cameron who's a Yorkshire player, who's going to be a Somerset player next year. Don Bessie was a Somerset player, who's now a Yorkshire player. Jack Brooks, who is now a Somerset player, who was a Yorkshire player. Matt Renshaw, born in Yorkshire, playing for Somerset. It was difficult to work out who you were supposed to be supporting Now most of that game. <laughs> Tom, Tom Abel and Tom
0: Bess are best mates, and uh, Jack Brooks and Adam Lye are best
1: mates yeah. as well. <laughs> they should have just lined everybody up against the wall and picked teams like you did in school. Um, I suppose the the moot point to all of what we're talking about the pitch is we don't know how it would have behaved on day four, and um, you know, as you said, there were some balls that were misbehaving a little bit. Would that have exacerbated on day four? Would we have seen more of that? It's I don't you know, it's, it's, it's difficult sure to went. say. So
0: Yorkshire weren't worried about it anyway. They 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 were confident that, that they they were going to chase virtually anything because oh, they mm-hmm. the pitch was that flat and they've got so much confidence in, in Harry Brook and Adam Lythe and, and TKC that they were they um Tom kohler Cadmore told told Jonathan when they went out for a drink that night that whatever whatever it was, unless it was
3: completely ridiculous, they would chase it. Because the pitch was that good. Mm-hmm. But they did only get 270 in their first innings. They did. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, Harry Brook played, played us. You know, he, was, he was looking a million dollars, Harry Brook. He was nailed on for 100 when he played a casual casual shot and was very well caught. But without that, it could have been a very different story.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, so we obviously lost a little bit of cricket on the... I know that's not amazing in the grand scheme of things, but we lost a couple of hours on day one. Didn't we? So, you know, I, I think that ball, you know, yes, it might have been been from the footholds um, but that's what you know that's what good spinners have to work with isn't it it can't always spin off a straight so um, yeah. yeah I think it's interesting to see I, 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 I would have, it would have been a fascinating and that's the. I guess the, the biggest biggest shame isn't it because it, it would have been really fascinating to see what happened mm. Um, mm. you know could have been a very very interesting conclusion where both teams might have felt in it, in it at tea time and you might have seen all sorts of different tactics play out and different field placings and different bowlers used to try and you know play, play a bit of chess going into that, that last hour it could have been it could have been such a thrilling conclusion And uh,
1: yeah it was a shame wasn't it um let's go back to the pitch what the, the turn that I did see was quite a slow turn as well so it would, would have been it wasn't really zipping through which makes it a hell of a lot more difficult than you know You just being able to rock back and, and watch it and play it off the pitch so um yeah but I would expect a, a little bit more spice in the pitches for what we've well, got two remaining home games we've got North Ants and Gloucester at home so um, they'll be in September so it all depends on what the weather is going to be like in August and we'll see what those pitches uh what Scott Hawkins and his team are able to prepare for those last two county championship games Uh anything else to chat about uh, the old Yorkshire just, just, game just, then
2: oh, I don't know did you want to, I don't know if you want to say something but I wanted to say just less about the cricket but more that I happened to I bought a bunch of Chalky United friends up um, some of whom had never been to the counterground ground and some of whom had never been to a cricket, at least one of whom had never been to a cricket match, and um, they just thoroughly enjoyed the day, it was great, we ended the day with people talking, looking at memberships on their phone and talking about which match they were going to go to next, so it was just really nice to see people enjoying um, Somerset cricket, it was great, uh, it was partly you know, the experience of being in the ground and being in Taunton, but it, it was nice to show it off to people, so that we, we whinge a lot. I whinge a lot myself, mm-hmm. and and occasionally on the podcast it gets a bit windy. So I want to <laughs> say it was a great day.
1: Yeah, Charlie that, Chris. Yeah, yeah. the Cooper his yeah, county it's ground on a sunny day, there is no better place to be.
2: unless there's uh, no, summer, no unless playing
1: away. <laughs>
0: no better away supporters than Yorkshire people as well. They, you know, they right. they, they, yeah. love the, they love the game and they appreciate good cricket when they see
2: it. Oh, speaking, yeah, of it, I did see somebody try to get a members discount in Stragglers with his Yorkshire yeah. card, which I thought was pushing it a bit.
1: So, somebody from Yorkshire wanting to get a discount <laughs> oh, I don't believe you Well, speaking of Yorkshire porters they were not happy with Shannon Gabriel were they uh, well. I tell you what, us saying that yeah, there's no better place to be than uh, than Taunton on a sunny day watching cricket, well I think Shannon Gabriel was disagreeing with that, he looked like he'd rather be anywhere else <laughs> poor bloke oh, just watching before lunch on that second day it, I think uh, lunch was taken at ten past one that day and I think they had six, five or six minutes to get through a Gabriel over, and then squeeze another one in at the other end. Oh, Gabriel didn't finish that over until about quarter past one. Well, he was, he was. I thought he was injured the way he was walking back to his mark. He was just like plodding away, and he had a surly look on his face. And
2: yeah, he was, he was like that by the second over on the first day. Though he looked thoroughly fed up. First ball was pretty good, and then he he sort of got bored and 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 had all the cares of the world on him. Yeah,
1: a very strange one. But um, he seems a very strange bloke. The, he tries to smash the penultimate ball of a Test match for six when you're hanging on for a draw, which I think is. Uh, yeah, why did he do that moment? Why did he do that?
3: It was a great moment in the field as well, where he misfielded and then, um, then went to dive to recover from the misfield and sort of dive too early, and it was uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a very very comedic moment. It was the complete reversal
1: of attitude from Matt Renshaw, wasn't it? is chucking himself about getting involved with everything. Old Gabriel really didn't uh, look like he wanted to. Yeah, had well, yeah, two overs for seventeen in the in the second innings, and he went for about two for ninety-eight in the first, wasn't it? One for ninety-two off nineteen overs, including about six or seven hundred no balls, which was not very good at all. Uh, anything else on Yorkshire then covered all the positives, just for me, oh James Rue how do we think James Rue kept, for me I thought he was pretty faultless and I don't think you can uh, you can put, uh, I don't think you put a foot wrong or indeed a, a glove wrong which is pretty decent job yeah, exactly. for an 18 year old it was yeah, yeah. yeah. and I think again he's probably going to be in the side for the rest of the year now, I don't see a way back in for Steve Davis is he? Unless there's an injury again, it's another one who's just kind of whose career has just kind of uh, fallen away rather, sort of anonymously, really, isn't it? He just hasn't made, um, just hasn't been making the runs to justify selection, unfortunately. But well done to James Rue. And uh, yeah, didn't make a lot of runs, but I think um, yeah, glove work was was pretty faultless from what I saw. He looked well organised. Looked like he was concentrating. Didn't look overall by the uh, the occasion at all. So yeah. Looking forward to watching uh, James Roo keep on what might be a bit of a, a bit of a turner down at Chelmsford as we turn our attention to, uh, turn our attention eastwards to Somerset's county championship match, which starts tomorrow morning. That's Monday, uh, the twenty fifth. Gibbo, you're there. I can hear the sound of souped-up courses revving past your hotel room window and white stilettoed uh, hotel employees uh, wandering up and down the corridor. Um, weather looks good Craig Overton's back um, the question is how many spinners are we going to play
0: well I, I, I would I, I would have Goldsworthy in the team um, batting where he did against Yorkshire at five
1: mm-hmm.
0: so you've got um, Leach and Goldsworthy with, with maybe a little bit of Renshaw as well with a peculiar round arm off spin that that, <laughs> that he plays, um, but it's you know uh, Essex are very very hard to beat at Chelmsford, and we're going to have to bat very very well against against the turning ball probably, to uh, to come out on top. And you know I don't think a draw would be a bad result here. Mm-hmm. You know if we could come away with 15, 15 16 points something like that, then Point that
1: would your hand
0: be off. Take us take us above Warwickshire as well, because um, we've got a game in hand on them.
1: We have, yeah. We're getting to the stage now. Uh, should we have a quick look at the Championship table while we're here? Just get that up on my phone. So, in terms of yeah, in, in terms of teams, I think well, obviously Siddle comes back in for Delanger if he's fit. I'll um, have Craig back in for Jack Brooks. Uh, don't think you can change the batting order too much. I think Rue at six, maybe one too high. I don't know, could you slot Banton back in there and, and drop a bowler but then you drop in Aldridge, so I don't, I don't think you can do that. I think he's done more than enough to uh, to keep his place, so yeah, it's difficult, unless you're desperate to play two spinners, and I think if you're going to do that, I think you've got to play vander merver ahead of Goldsworth. he who's still yet to take his maiden first class wicket he can't get that monkey off his back yet so in which case would you have to drop I can't get 12 into 11 here it's really yeah. tricky
0: I don't, I don't have as much to choose between with and Vandermeer as spin bowlers doesn't
3: really turn it yeah I, th- I think i think i think you're right i think that it, it, by all accounts it looks like siddle might make it, so that's good. Um, and then I think it's, I think it's it's Overton in it for Brooks, isn't it? And I think that's probably a lot, but um, yeah. If, I think if the pitch is going to spin square, I mean, Essex have only really got Critchley as a second option, haven't they? Who's okay? He's I mean, be slightly better bowler than Goldsworthy, but you know they tend to they tend to rely on. Armor to get most of the damage. I think we're going to have to rely on Leech to get most of do most of ours. So, um, yeah, I think that would be my my team if, uh, if Siddle comes through.
1: I'm not going to bet against Renshaw getting a bag. I got to say, I think I think the I don't know. I just got a sneaky, easy speed. Renshaw could you know a bit like he did getting Cole uh, Cabmore out um, just after he got his hundred. I think he could be a partnership breaker. I think he could uh, he could surprise a few people. And this time next week, he'll have figures of none for 180 off seven or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, Warwick's. are not playing this round. Uh, are on 99 points in eighth, and Somerset are on 87 in ninth. So probably any sort of positive result, avoiding defeat, would see us go above the uh, the reigning county champions, who seem to be languishing at the foot of the Division One table. That would move us up to eighth, but it all seems to be a bit of a moot point because up at Laws, they really can't seem to make their mind up about what's going on next season. Uh, sure. See, Lizzie Amund did a bit in the Times where you know it could be it could be twelve and six, it could be three sixes. Nobody knows, and it's just an absolute farce that we're now getting down to the business end of the season, and nobody knows what's going on or will do before
0: the um, before the end of September, if Lizzie Hammers correct. Yeah. We've still got this promised consultation with county members
1: Ooh, to come. I'm immensely looking forward to being consulted, <laughs> I do have to say.
2: It's very hard to escape the conclusion that they want to see which counties are where before they sort them into pots, which I'm not, you know, ECB conspiracy number 7403, <laughs> I know, <laughs> but uh, it's fundamental to a sporting competition that you know what you're playing for when you play it, and so it seems well, completely not just sport, it's like to anything,
1: me, it. isn't it really? Right? Do you, want, do you want to buy this house? How much is it? <sighs> well, we'll sign the contract first, then I'll tell you. You know, it's it's crazy. Right. You've got to know where you well, need but, to be and, in terms
2: and, of in terms of us being interested, fans being interested. You build like interesting games based on um, what's mm. happening, and one of the reasons that you have relegation, yes, it's to have two divisions and. Um, to have more competitive cricket, but it's also so that games aren't meaningless at the end of the season. And so, um, you know, for the casual fan, none of whom are listening to this, I suspect, but <laughs> never mind. Uh, for the casual fan, you know, reading about the games coming up, you know, what we're supposed to say, it might matter? It's really strange. And therefore, you know, it's, all, it's very hard to believe it's not deliberate. But, you know, uh, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but but honestly... And it it just seems to me they're waiting to see which counties are where and then they can decide where their big names go and um, let the rest of us fall wherever.
1: Yeah, it's you're right. It's it's absolutely frustrating. It's either. Well, I don't want to say malice, but (laughs) is there some sort of. I don't like going back to cons. This is what they make us do. They make us into conspiracy. They make me into a conspiracy theorist. Anyway, they just—you think why are they doing it? Can't you just say at the start of the season, right, lads? We've had a good chat in February, and next season it's going to be three sixes, a twelve and a six, ten and an eight, or whatever. But it's just absolutely stupid. You can't, you can't run anything like this, not knowing that finishing seventh, eighth, ninth, or tenth, what, what, what that's going to do. It, it's just utterly, utterly daft and. Uh, well the ECB haven't haven't got a chairman at the moment have they they just seem to be completely devoid of any leadership up there don't they got a chairman of the interim chairs interim chief execs and I don't keep keep in touch with it as 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 much as I should have but I don't think they've got one appointed yet have they
0: this has all been driven by Andrew Strauss you know he's made his position quite clear he doesn't like the county championship as it's presently structured and he's got a point because, you, you know, in Division 1, because of the uh, number of teams in it, you can't play every side home and away, which means that, you know, there's an element of, of fortune or ill fortune, depending on who you well, get to you, play you,
1: you could if you go and play them in the Emirates yeah, in March. I, no, I
0: don't <laughs> think they... Well, if you could, but I, I still don't think they're going to make room for... 16 county championship matches which is what it would be if you had two divisions of of nine each Mm -hmm. each team playing home and away against against all of the others they're not going to make room for for 16 games
1: and they're not going to go back not going to go back to three-day cricket which would make it a little bit easier they're not going to ditch the hundred which would make it incredibly simpler so yeah you it's square peg round old time isn't it and yeah i mean it, you know it looks very well i don't know
0: I, I mean it may be the counties have got the last word don't forget um it, it needs a two-thirds majority to to change the format of the county championship
1: yeah and um, if, if 12 of them counties are in the premier division and six of them are in the in the bottom division
0: yeah but there are there are counties like somerset well possibly somerset mm-hmm. but certainly surrey I can't see Richard Thompson voting for that for that sort of um, format, and there are probably other county chairman feel feel the same way. So I don't think I don't think it's a done deal by any means. But you know, it is being driven from the very top. Managing director of Eng- England.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, you've just dropped off again, Anthony. Managing director of English cricket, and then we'll <laughs> we'll pause. Oh, right. Uh, we'll wait for Gibbo to return. Right.
3: Uh, probably, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just... There is it's just a weird air of... I don't know. It just doesn't feel like... If Somerset were to lose this game at Essex, would we would be, be, be distraught? I don't know. We should, you know, I think if it was a if we knew that we were really in deep, deep trouble and uh, of being really, and we still might be, then yeah, but it I just mean, feels slightly different. It just fit like e- even, even on Friday, I think we all left the ground thinking, "Oh, it's a shame." You know, real shame. You know, could have been a great game. She could have been a really good, good Somerset win, but it didn't make me feel inside like you know like disappointment yeah
1: the one that got away
3: yeah yeah and i think if that had been 2019 or before and and jeopardy or Mm -hmm. glory had been on the line it i think one my emotions would have been slightly different and i you know and but we all might be wrong it might might be you might turn around nothing might happen so we can't just not yeah you just need to know know, don't you i mean that we don't just know if they're going to move the
1: goalposts. Yep. We, we don't even know if there are goalposts. They're going to move.
3: No, but we need to give ourselves every chance, whatever the goalposts are, of, of being in the top pot. So yeah, that, that means winning games of cricket, doesn't it? So it, you know there, you know, it might not be relevant, but it might be. So um, I think it's it's still one where we where Somerset have just got to churn points out and and then just wait and see and give themselves every chance of. Mm-hmm of ensuring that they're in the top top tier
1: um yeah i mean we can sort of sit here and discuss it as much as we like but uh until they want to make their minds up at lords it's uh well we're gonna be like mushrooms kept in the dark and fed uh, fed the proverbial um another thing that happened this week which is uh, a bit of an eye-opener was a uh, tom banton's comments on the on the live stream chris were you did you uh did you hear those
2: yeah he sort of seemed to imply and Ben can tell us about facial expressions, but he seemed to. He said there was no other club he'd be playing for next year. Which,
1: yeah. Should we have a little? You know, we have-
2: that we've been, been worried ever since.
1: Should we have a little listen? I've got them here. We'll just ah, Play those now. This is
2: quite high tech podcasting. This is I excellent. know.
1: It's uh, yeah. Just zoom, boom, boom, boom. Done. Right. So let's have a listen. So, uh, so you've got uh, you've got Harry Ever and uh, Tom Banton in the comedy box on the live stream. Here we go.
3: Yeah there's been a few of them. <laughs> I was, I was um, Certain questions I've ignored I thought you didn't find the answer. No
1: I mean I don't mind
0: answering anything it's yeah it's pretty easy by I've been hearing that for the last six weeks so but yeah don't worry there's only one club I'll be out next year and that's yeah. So don't worry. <laughs>
3: I've <bet> had. <so>. Yeah. <laughs> Other people texting me or tweets up. Can't no, honestly I've you're been finding stuff
0: in the crowd, and I've heard all sorts. But yeah, I mean, you're going to work.
3: You're going to Surrey. Yeah, you're going to. Yeah, I mean, a bit of Australia. Team. I'm
1: going to play cricket in Singapore. Um, <laughs> no, I'm only ever going to be at one club. So. Okay.
3: Sorry, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I was not asking you, but we'll move on swiftly.
0: No, but it's, it's, I think it had to be addressed because it was
3: getting, yeah, everywhere I went it was getting asked. but um, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Banton here in the commentary box with
1: us. So that was uh, Tom Banton and Harry Everett in the commentary box on the live stream. Um, and i'm going to try and shop down my screen now there we go and we're back so i think ben might have dropped off the wi-fi here so unfortunately i don't think we're going to be able to ask ben what he said to to tom banton now i think that's going to have to remain a secret unfortunately but uh, positive comments from Bantz there chris
2: yeah i mean it's nice i mean i don't think we should expect him to turn up on the live stream and say actually i'm off but (laughs) he went much further than he needed to right so so hopefully he does want to say i think I was listening to your previous episode, and there's just—I feel like everyone's a bit confused about why he's not having the comet-like career we thought he mm-hmm. would. Um, so, if he is going to put that right, I hope he could do that with us. Um, it'd be good to have him around for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the thing with Bance is—he, I think, he really suffered in in the COVID year. It's sort of <clears> twenty <throat> nineteen. Excuse me. Twenty nineteen. Oh, yes, he,
2: kid- he was kidnapped by England for <coughs> no good reason, right? That, yeah, that's the
1: stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what, what do they miss? They missed like the whole pretty about April and May. And then they started playing again. Oh, Ben's back. Hi, Ben. Ah. Yeah. So, uh, we- when do we start playing? In, in there was something I meant to ask you, but I forgot what it was. Um, I'm sure it will come to me. Um, but um, yeah, so they started playing in sort of June, July time in in 2020, didn't they? And Bantam was off with the England team. For a hell of a lot of that, and he pretty much hardly played for Somerset, did he?
2: No, but he didn't play for England either, right? He yeah. Was in the, the bubble, yeah. Sorry, Ben. You were going mm. to say something?
3: Yeah, I think they started training around about in like June-ish, wasn't mm. it? And then they started in August. But then Bantam missed the Bob Willis Trophy final. Didn't he? To play in the IPL? Do I want to say that? Yes, I think that's right. And oh, that's. Bad. He, he definitely missed the yeah. Bob Trophy final. I think it was the rearranged IPL. Yeah, because he agreed to play it, and then that got postponed, mm. so,
1: had to, so yeah. And I don't. Yeah. He, he probably wouldn't have made that side anyway. So it was a yeah. It was a bit of a, a bit like saying that I missed the Bob Trophy final that year. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have played it. Played it anyway, but just frustrating because you felt like. That was a season he was really, really going to kick on. If it had been a normal season, if he'd been playing red ball and white ball cricket for Somerset, been playing fifty over cricket for Somerset, uh, you know, it would have been, yeah, the, the, you know, the um, what I'm trying to say, the world was his lobster. That's what I was trying to say for uh, for Bans that season because yeah, he just had it, on there. it just kind of he just ended up sitting on his backside, carrying drinks for most of that year, which just really, really frustrating for him. But. um yeah, glad to hear that he's um not I don't think he's officially signed a contract. Ben, oh, Ben's dropped off again. He keeps dropping off and we need to ask him these questions. It's it's so frustrating. My memory's so bad that I'm sure I'm gonna forget to ask him. But um as far as I know he hasn't put pen to paper on a on a deal yet. But um yeah. Fair play to Vance for, for coming out and um yeah, confirming that uh, that he's more than likely to be staying at Somerset uh, next year, but he's kind of negotiating himself into a bit of a corner there, isn't he? <laughs> he said publicly he's going oh sorry Say he said publicly that he's staying um which is probably not what your agent would advise you to do but uh fair play to the guy for for doing that um
2: he can have an extra sausage roll each morning from stragglers oh, and i'm sure definitely. that'll make all
1: the difference um and i'm I, but i am going back to my my inner conspiracy theorist in that he never explicitly said i will definitely be playing for somerset next year it was a bit ambiguous he said, oh there's only one team i'm going to be at next year Okay, we, think yeah. you, we hope you mean Somerset, Tom. We hope you <laughs> mean Somerset. We sure you do, but, you know, in a conspiracy theory number... Well, that's Tom Banton conspiracy theory one. So we've only got one of those so far. So well done, Bantz. You've, you've only got the one conspiracy theory to your name at the moment. And Ben's rejoined us. I was going to ask you something, Ben, but I've completely forgotten what it was. <laughs> I do apologise. But I'm sure when Tom uh, Banton does put pen to paper, the Somerset, uh, it'll be straight up on the Twitter feed, and we will be the first to know. Uh, still no gibbo. The Premier Inn wife is probably it's, uh, Don Topley's probably sabotaged the Wi Fi at the Premier Inn in Chelmsford. Right. Moving swiftly on, and let's quickly bang through some listeners' questions, and then we can call it a night. uh Right. So, what was the f- first question then? Oh, from Mike Unwin. Uh, personal records or championship points? The dilemma discussed. This is probably related to Sam Northeast's incredible. Four hundred and ten mm-hmm. not out for Glamorgan against Leicestershire at the uptown funk con- county ground. Uh yesterday. They've declared with was it sixty odd overs to go and ended up bowling Leicester out for about hundred and eighty-five. So Leicester having scored best part of six hundred in the first innings, went on to lose by an innings. But um a man that many of us will uh, thought was possibly linked with Somerset over the winter, Sam Northeast. Uh four hundred and ten, which I think is either the second or third highest championship score uh, in history, I th- can only think of Brian Lara's five hundred and one. But if you're the Glamorgan
3: captain, what would you have done? I think you got oh, declare, haven't you? Mm-hmm. Game of cricket, right? Yeah. It's a, to score 580 eight, five and lose by an innings. Like amazing.
2: I think, I, mean, I think it is the largest. I think it's the largest first class score by a team that lost by an innings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. Um, uh, I think you. When you get that close to a very, very big score, like Lara's enormous scores, I think it becomes about that, right? And mm-hmm. I don't think they will have thought anything. Um, if it was us, I'd say championship points are more important. Where are Glamorgan. They're top near the top of Division yeah, 2. Yeah, they that for that. Was was important, division, to we're right? going
1: back now, aren't we? Don't know if that's going to get you promoted or not, does yeah,
2: it? Yeah, but, but, but points, they got, they got, you know, they won. So, so well done for both. But I think in general... If you've got a good... You want the team to play for the team. Like, sometimes you need people to go out and score score a quick 30, and if they, they lose their wicket on the way, you've got to be able to ask them to do that. And I think if you get a culture where you're starting regularly... I mean, 400 doesn't come along very often, but if you're getting to the point where you're regularly saying to people, OK, we're going to get you to your 50, we're going to get you to your 100, you keep bowling because you might get a five-foot, then, then I think you lose the grip of things pretty quickly. But... Um, as a captain, can you imagine mm. being in the crowd and the captain declaring with him on what three nine five or something? Yeah, <laughs> I think you'd get booed off. I think
1: I was just feeling sorry for whoever your sort of counterpart at Leicester is, Ben. Just watching his just getting ready for Glavogi to come back out after lunch and watch his stream numbers go through the roof, and then oh, they declared, uh, and then they just kind of yep. plummet back down to the to the regular numbers. But uh, yeah, just incredible. We'd all like to see a little bit of history made, but. You know, as you say, Chris, the team's got to come first, and yeah, they went on to win the game. Which, you know, had that pitch had what nearly fourteen hundred runs scored on it for the loss of fifteen wickets. All of a sudden, it turned into a minefield after lunch on the final day. Yeah, what what happened? Do
2: we know? Like, did they panic, or did, did, it seems bizarre? I mean, it's such cricket, such a fascinatingly ridiculous. Try exercise for the, re- for the listeners this week. Find a non-cricket fan and explain what happened on that final <laughs> day. Like, try and make them understand that that's weird. Because like, it makes no sense whatsoever. I guess the
3: pitch must have come in. I, I mean, I, I looked at some of the replays of the wickets and it, and most of the final innings wickets felt a seam rather than spin. So uh, I, I guess the declaration, must they must have felt... In the game with yeah,
1: uh, Lisa and Hogan picked up seven between them. That's what, the, uh, they, what they out in the field for. 100, 160 overs. But it's
3: That's not um, as long as I thought it would be. Actually, I it thought it is, was. He you know, scored it a lick, yeah. didn't he? There was only like four hundred and fifty odd balls.
1: Is is through? Yeah, f- f- came out, from just under five and over. So yeah, but uh, yeah, definitely well played to Sam Northeast. Uh, thanks for the question, Mike. Oh, something we forgot to discuss is. Uh, signing off Andy Umeed who's been plying his trade in the seconds uh, for most of the season he's been averaging about 35 34 26 years old he's gone through the South Asian cricket academy and that one uh, popped up on the news this week i think to go a, a few people by surprise but um he is effective
3: immediately in the first team squad and available for selection yes yeah, it's great it's a great story isn't it that uh, to you know it, it doesn't happen that regularly that the people who um, are released by a county um, and spend that long out of the professional game can can come back in. So um, very, he's going to be very determined, very hungry to to succeed. Um, so yeah, fair, great credit to him, and, and hope he uh, hope he does well.
1: Yeah, you've only got to look at Richard Gleeson in the last few weeks to show that you know you can come into the professional game at you know in your in your sort of mid to late 20s and and, and succeed and go on to international honors so yeah i'm totally happy with that um question from richard freeman what did ben say to banton when he spoke about his future next season the okay sorry ben i think we've lost ben again chris i think he's, he's gone again i'll just move on to the next question uh, i'm now. only
2: clicking on vaguely
1: yeah sorry uh, here I've we are that one yeah Andy, go oh, on from a uh, Friend of the podcast and Andy Cleave, do Essex dare produce another turning wicket with Leach available, not forgetting Renshaw's part-time round-off spin? I think Chelmsford will be, <laughs> be Chelmsford, won't it? It'll be what they've been used, so I don't think they're going to change it. I think they rate probably rate Harmer as just as good as Leach, so, and then probably they'll say that their batters are better than our batters. Um, another one from Andy. Oh, second part. Why isn't Banton signed on the dotted line after letting the cat out of the bag with his exclusive via the live stream? Okay, so it keeps dropping off, Chris. I can't work it out. <laughs> uh One from Joe Bannister. Should Somerset build a permanent stand? That oh, was a good question. So, should Somerset build a permanent stand between? every time you it
2: appears. I think. Yeah. Sorry,
1: Chris. You see these galaxies, billions of light years away, but we can't get a Wi-Fi connection <laughs> to Oxford. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll read the question then. Uh, should Somerset build a permanent stand between uh, the Andy Callick Pavilion and Cooper's? I'm not sure what Joe means by Cooper's. You mean the Colin Atkinson Pavilion or the gap where the covers go, the Marcus Drasgowthick uh, Pavilion? Will both scoreboards ever work for a whole season or even a month? And why are Essex allowed to spin but we aren't? Um, well, let's start with. Well, I think. Well, we have the Trade Nation stand in every year for for the sort of the, the blast window. Um, there was a permanent stand where the covers go for a uh, temporary stand where the covers go for the IT Twenty a couple of years ago. But yeah, I don't know. Is there any sort of
3: long term thinking about getting something permanent in there? What there was um, there was I think four, three or four years ago, that was kind of the next um, thing to have a kind of on Dutch a like um, sort of equivalent that was mm. that was permanent with concessions underneath it. Um, but I think the priority has shifted um, to both them to yeah. Colin Atkinson um, indoor school. Um, things like that. I think those those have sort of taken over because the temporary stand does a does a fair fair job mm. every year. And yeah, well, it's yeah. it's
1: there for a good. It's probably up longer than it's down, isn't it? I'd I'd say.
3: Yeah, it's not cheap, but actually, if, if you keep it up with the scheduling as it is, having the T Twenty and then the Royal London, sort having that block, it does mm. financially work out slightly cheaper to sort of keep it up rather than to bring it up, put it down, bring it up again. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I would imagine if you looked at the ground in the ground in 25 years time there would be a permanent stand there but it's probably just not quite and it's, it's really- it doesn't make sense to build
1: something new whilst neglecting something that is is in desperate need of a bit of tlc as well so I we go back to what you're saying about the the ground changing i think it was one of the uh i think it might be in the 250 for three against Gloucester in that t20 even going back to that which is what 10 15 years ago that the ground was Totally different. Then it's it's just remarkable how much it's changed in the last few years with the with the flats and the Trez Pavilion and the Cali Pavilion and everything. It's uh, it's really remarkable. Next question, uh, Andy Cleve. What's happening with the new scoreboard that was supposed to be installed?
3: Yeah. So it is still. We're getting a lot closer. The the, the problem is is the um is the gap between matches now. So they they basically need two weeks of ground work to install all the steel um and we go without a scoreboard so it, it, they're just trying to figure out whether they can fit that in between a couple of our Royal london mm-hmm. games i think it is and if they can they will um so not giving up hope of seeing it soon it is in the country it is all ready to go all the issues with steel work have been been resolved it's, it's just a case of now timings because yeah. you, the last thing we want to do is go without a scoreboard for a for a fifty-over game, um, so got
2: whilst,
3: one the, a- whilst the old one is sort of um, somehow yeah. still going. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's not a five-minute
1: job, is it? That's the thing. It's not like swapping a, a PC monitor over. It's it's a massive undertaking to get that done. So, and like you say, if you've got to you got to fit it in between games, it's it becomes even more difficult. Another problem with the schedule. Yes. Um <laughs> Jim asked about the Gimlet Hill renovations. Um, I think they're ninety nine percent done, aren't they? It's just a little bit of t- tidying up that's gotta be done with the glass panels and all that sort of thing.
3: Yeah, just a few final bits that are going in. Um, but yes yeah, it's all open and, and available for people to use. But yeah, it's just a couple of tidying up bits that I think I read the question there's a bit on the top of the brick, isn't there, that's still yeah. Not quite tidy up. So yeah, there's there's a few few more bits to go, but um, it's yeah. all
1: new it story. is open and it is functional, which is a massive fan of sitting on Gimlet's Hill. I'm thrilled with uh, one from John Hayes. Ben is on. I'd like to thank him and his team for the fantastic work they do on the stream. Enjoying the cameras, not only great coverage, but the stands and surrounding areas to increase the sense of belonging. How much more improvement can be done?
3: Well, yeah, yeah. Depends lots. how much money you get, I suppose. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess the, the only... Well, you know, I won't go on for ages, but I guess the only point is that we got confirmation um, a couple of weeks ago that the the new Sky contract that runs until twenty twenty eight um, does include provisions for live streaming. So, whereas we thought originally that we who knew what happened was going to happen after twenty twenty four, we've now got confirmation that that we're at least going to be in the hot seat until twenty eight. So. I guess if if you're looking at it strategically, you've got got a few more seasons of this to to, to look at. So uh, um, hopefully that will just mean that we can we can sort of have some solidity with with our investments into it. So and uh, well,
1: I think as well, if um, the counties have put so much money into it, it's it's an established not quite a <laughs> quite a tradition yet, but it, it's just an established part of the game now, and people expect it, don't they? So it's to take it away would be. Uh, uh wouldn't be very popular at all so i think we can nail on at the next contract that that's definitely something that they're going to do with full ecb endorsement <laughs> conspiracy theory i've I've lost count of conspiracy theories but no but doubt.
2: particularly the, the range of guests you've had ben uh, sorry you lot still hear me
1: yeah yeah i got you chris yeah you got, yeah
2: yeah, I was just going to say, Ben, the, the range of guests you've had in the box over this season has been great, like from players to, to ex-players and, and a few other people dropping in as well. I think it really, really adds to it. And it you know, i found myself going back and listening to things I've missed because people on Twitter or wherever are talking about them. So it's it, it's absolutely top top class and it's a really good thing, Sam. Sorry,
1: apologies. Technical difficulties. Keep going, Just Chris. how
2: cricket should be... Yeah, Lots of sports should be thinking about. I unless keep doing more of it. Yeah,
3: there's a particular guest, what, Ian Shepherd. That's uh, not, that's, been, that's been. Oh, you're you're
1: you're too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> I'll talk about anything. Mate. I'll talk about anything on there. I don't mind contracts, pay, anything like that. <laughs> uh, i think we're done with questions just uh need to remind you all uh two weeks today gloucester versus somerset in the Raw under one day cup at Cardiff. the welsh firemen are playing down the road make every effort you can to get yourself up to the unique seat stadium cheer on somerset cheer on the boys wearing the dragon and show the ecb that we can sell out a county ground for a what is a development 11 fixture and please for god's sake let's if icons be uh, be half empty on the tv that day that would make me a very very happy man i'm not sure it would a uh, a lot of our listeners um, run out of time for the joke about the Taunton Roadworks again, sorry about that, uh, unless we've got any other business guys So we not that on yet, I can go finish packing for Disneyland tomorrow and uh, hopefully Just keep in house, touch uh, Oh, Western house. Storm, we
3: always forget West. Western Storm don't we they won yesterday didn't they,
2: they Cheltenham
3: College yeah, good knock from Sophie Luff. Um in that one
1: yeah, good to see Western Storm doing well. And uh, one, uh, I suppose, one blessing in disguise about Somerset uh, being rained off is we all got to tune over and watch the Gloucesters lose uh, to Hampshire up at uh, up at Cheltenham College, which is a good result for us at the bottom of the table. However, that might develop in the coming months. Um,
3: yeah, Storm lost.
1: Oh, they lost did yeah. they?
2: Oh, whoops. They lost. Yeah, they 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 batted. They did. They did well. They got over two hundred. But yeah. Um, stars got uh 200 and uh traced down something like um 245 or something to to win so so Stormer storm was sort of mid-table i would say but still a few games left
1: Apology, i was sure i saw a tweet saying that they won but um i was down at the side the of bar last night so my uh <laughs> not very compass mentis this morning when i was scrolling through my timeline but uh, yeah do recommend a side of bar Newton if you can get down there um right should we knock that on the air guys and we'll uh, wish tom able and the boys the best of luck at chelmsford tomorrow uh, we'll hope anthony and chris can fix their wi-fis and ben as well ben's been dropping out absolutely terribly at crucial points today as uh, as i think we all have so uh uh hope you've enjoyed listening to this uh I don't want to call it really a shambles because that would be a bit of a slight on Chris's character as as being the uh, professional that he is. But uh, uh, certainly from my perspective, uh, yeah, feeling slightly shambolic after a few too many uh, ciders last night. But uh, yeah, looking forward to four hours sleep and then going up the road to the airport. Chris, great to have you on. We'll have to do this again sometime. Ben is over, thanks. Yeah,
2: uh, see you later on.
3: And I'm not sure where Anthony is. But uh, yeah, best of luck, Tom and the boys. And we'll catch up with you next time.